So last, uh, was it last Thursday? You guys helped me out on the, on the Discord. You guys, uh, you helped me to pick out or, or work on a design for a can. Yes. Yeah, for, for uh, Ventura Coast Bruco. And this was my first time uh, participating in something like this. And I only knew about it uh, like two days. Because you before. showed up there, right? It, it, Dude, you just saw that it was, I was happening. Yeah, I was, um, I was stoked to be part of it. And you just have to enter, right? Right. So they do it uh, quarterly, and I found out. And uh, you get a couple of extra votes if you bring it in early and you bring it in on, um, on a sticker paper. So I did my design, showed it to everybody, dropped that off, and uh, unfortunately did not win. But next time, I'm going to have way more time, way more than two days to put together a can design. But I still felt like mine was very, uh, it, re it reflected Ventura and the beach atmosphere. It's got the little, you know, it's got the one there, PCH cutting through it. It's got the sunset and yeah. the water. So that was all the important stuff. I just didn't have a lot of time to go through and like, oh, let's make an elaborate, the guy that won made this really, d it's an awesome elaborate um, toucan that was just kind of had its wings spread. So mm. we'll see what I come up with next. Might be a tree, might be, nice. yeah, you know, like the coastal oak, might be. Did you have to print this sticker paper thing yourself or did you take it to Costco or what No, I took it, there's a place, there's a local place um, called Copy King and they're really good. I mean, it's, it's a small family owned business, but they did an excellent job. They printed it up in about an hour and a half, and I delivered it on that. When I submitted it to them on Monday, um, it was like just hours before that I got it printed. But yeah. on the Thursday, you know, talking about crowlers and getting beer and stuff, um, I was with Eric. We stopped by his place, and I have. Have you watched any of the Olympics at all this year? Uh, I all the BMX stuff I saw, uh -huh. and I saw a little bit of the surfing. I saw, yeah, a little bit trampolining, okay. which is fun. Yeah, yeah. I I have watched one event, and it was when I was over at Eric's waiting for our ride to come so we could go down to the brewery, and it was scuttle, right? Which is aside from being the <laughs> the um, the bird in Little Mermaid, right. Little right? Mermaid, yeah, yeah. Okay, aside from that, it's actually it's like the rowing, right? So. I was looking up stats when we were talking about it, and it's—I mean, it's—I thought they were going to go crazy for like the last ten or ten or so seconds, but it's like three and a half minutes of them, and they just kind of pick their power and go for that. And I don't know how much like variation is in it. I mean, it's not super exciting. It wasn't BMX, uh, but I was looking up stats and stuff, and there's one country that has um, that has received one gold medal, and it was in the double scuttle and double uh, scuttle, the double scuttle. And God, I wish I had it in front of me, dude. It was um, Uzbekistan, uh, Slovenia. Um, maybe was it Romina? This <laughs> is Jimmy Eat Pod. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Just just to clarify, it was Romania, Romania, ah, right? I'm not. Nice. <laughs> but how do you work that one in? Yeah, totally. And here's what's crazy. So, did you ask Siri to play the song at all? Um, I did not, but I thought about it today. I was like, what if I said, hey, Alexa, play... Right, sure. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, Siri don't know Romina. <laughs> Siri wants to call it Romina. Ah. And so, I go to names.org, and uh, sure enough, why don't you put this in, and there's a pronunciation tab uh, okay. somewhere. Uh and scroll down it's in the second page of stuff and there's the ramana 
pronunciations and you can play an automated male English and an automated female English, but it does say 28 and 14% accuracy. Okay. But there's nowhere else to, uh, this is just the place that I went to. So, okay. So I just hit the little uh, speaker icon, uh, the play. Yeah. Uh-huh. Here we go. Oh, it's recording my pronunciation. So how do you pronounce oh, it? Oh, right, 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 right. To I, the right. Yeah. <laughs> where is it though? The play button? Oh, interesting. So on my browser, right next to how to pronounce Ramana, uh, there's a left dialogue where it's like, how difficult is it to pr- pronounce Ramana? Easy, average, difficult, not sure. Ah, Record your pronunciation. Got it. To the right. There it is. Ramana I had to click again. Uh, boomer. Boomer. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, play. 28% accuracy, right? That's the one you want? Yeah. Yep. Ramana. Oh, dude. Ramana. That's sexy. Ramana. And, and then play the female, too. And she says, Ramana. Ramana. Yeah. So, Ramana. Okay. Is it that we grew up in LA and like we see it and maybe we thought it was a Latin name uh, uh, or of origins or Ramina? Ramina. Um, yeah. So it looks to be most popular in the uh, Western Asian, uh, Iran, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan. Hey, that's what you were saying. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it's most popular there. It's a little popular in Russia. Um, Sweden, it looks like it's pretty popular, but oh. Kazakhstan, it looks to be the most popular. Got it. Um, got it. And what else do we have here? I saw some stats I wanted to look at. Oh, fun facts. How popular is the name Ramana? Ramana is the 45,357th most popular name of all time. So pretty obscure name for Jimmy Eat World to be calling a song with a female name, right? Right. Uh, uh, how many people with the first name Ramana have been born in the United States from 1880 to 2019? The Social Security Administration has recorded 61 babies born with the first name Ramana in the United States. So that's pretty good uh, odds that Jimmy Eat World definitely knows one of these. <laughs> <laughs> 61 people that were born in that stretch of 139 years or whatever right now yeah. i i went as far as searching for uh a ramana in arizona oh and i can't tell i mean i, I couldn't look up her age but there is a doctor there's only one in in all of arizona wow. and operates out of kind of um glendale phoenix Dude. she's listed i i imagine that they, she could very well be the same age. You, you look at a picture of Rama, and I'll send you a picture of her. Um, she is an arthritis and rheumatology professor or a, a doctor. And let me copy this image and send this over to you. This could very well be somebody that looks like that age, that same age range as, uh, as the bandmates. So I don't know. Maybe Dude. she was big into the scene, and uh, they really appreciated her, and they thought, man, you make us feel like rocking. Right? Yeah. So, Dude. Uh, right? So Good could, I, could on be, you, Justin. Could be, Ramana. I don't know. I'm just going to go and tweet. So if you're in Arizona and, and are in lo- looking for <laughs> arthritis and rheumatology um, work done, maybe check out uh, Ramana Jaju. That's ins- that's, I'm so glad you did that. That's great. <laughs> yeah, because I, I thought this is such, such a specific no name. no context. I know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what year were that's all five or more? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, what else I want you Zach to do? see it and go, oh, shit. 
I'm just saying, if you if no context, just look at the photo. Does she look like she could be? I mean, like let's say she's 90 years old. Uh, highly unlikely. Um, if oh, she yeah, was no. fresh out of she med school, is, highly unlikely. Yeah, she is 45. Perfect. A Excellent. good 45. She a good 45. Looks terrific. Yeah. Yeah. She looks slightly older than you or me. Um, <laughs> what year were five or more babies first named Ramana? The no. first. What was that? Ni- 1974. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> the name was first given to five or more babies in the year 1981 when it was given as a first name to five newborn babies. When was Ramana first recorded in the United States? The oldest recorded birth by the SSA for the first name Ramana is Monday, July 20th, 1908. Ooh. What year had the most people named Ramana born? And the highest recorded use of the first name Ramana was in 1996 with a total of seven babies. Weird things... About the name Ramana, the name spelled backwards is Anamar. A random rearrangement of the letters <laughs> na- is uh, I- in the name an anagram will give a landmer. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> not enough vowels. <laughs> and you know how like there's people at a table, oh. you're all hanging out, and somebody drops something like that. Hey, that's spelled backwards is Anamar, and an anagram right. would be Namir. How'd you pronounce that? And everyone pauses for a second and looks at him. And they go, Justin, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Put that, because I realize that's a that's an uppercase I, not a lowercase L. So it's Ianmer. What is how does a, a text to speech uh, say that Ian, name? Ianmer. 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 But I'm wondering what text to speech would put that. Uh, Spell it for me, because I'm not seeing what you're talking about. Let's mm. see. I A A N M R. I A A one of those. I would have not put all three vowels next to each other. Ianmer. Oh. oh, I like that. Iron Maw. Iron Maw. That's good. Uh, all right. So that's that's a, a lot about the name Iron Ramana or Ramina. So what? It, going forward, I don't know. I, I feel like I want to be pretentious and say Ramana. Okay. But. I was going to do it too. I'm just going to switch up because um, I did it for the- I've been saying uh, Ramina my entire life or at well, least so for 21 I, years. I have to admit, <laughs> I, have, I have to admit, I've said Ramana. In my head, because oh, because David, I was gonna go on a little um, a little excursion with you on uh, the topic of whenever I see this song title, I think of Top Ramen, and oh. I was gonna ask you because that's such like a uh, a common food for people. It's it can be vegetarian. I think they have stuff that's not Top made. Uh-huh. It's not made in in beef stock. It's like uh, you know vegetable stock and things like that. So you can have it as a vegetarian. But uh, do you, uh, did you ever do ramen? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I ask you this then. What's the, because uh, I got an answer here. What's the, when you made it yourself, what's the mm-hmm. most that you've gussied it up? From it being just ramen noodles and let's say chicken or beef or spicy, whatever right, it is. Right, the, the, the thing. Uh, what uh, have you done to make it nice? I, I, I probably added like chives or something to okay. it at some point, but really like my go-to is sriracha. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Make it, add it into that soup and just kind of like every uh, yeah. every bite's a little burny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've gone as far as taking, I and I had, and this isn't common, but we had a hard-boiled egg. Oh, and yeah. So, no, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Sliced Absolutely. it up, and we had some leftover steak. It wasn't, it probably wasn't, I don't know if there's a better steak. It's tough to have a steak inside ramen because I, you know, I was eating it with, um, tried to eat it with, with chopsticks but you know it's like yeah yeah i had to it wasn't tender enough meat for me i needed it cut up so it (laughs) it was that the egg 
Um, and then, yeah, I found something green for color. So probably like chives or something to throw on top. That That's- was one of those things. This is gross uh, thinking about it. But that was one of those things we would go when we'd go out skating all day and we'd only find like the money we found in the couch cushions to <laughs> eat and drink all day. We would get like the cheapest soda from the supermarket, which was like 25 cents. And then like a bunch of those honey buns or whatever for 25 cents. And then we would get the ramen, which is like 10 cents. And uh, we would just eat it raw. We would just put the powder on the, yeah. on the noodles and just crunch couldn't, on Couldn't do it, man. My cousin, I, I watched him do that at the table, and uh, he would just you know, crunch yeah. into that thing and sprinkle a little bit more on. It's like, nah, you know, I tried it. It tastes like <laughs> a bunch of chips stacked together, but it wasn't the same. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you don't, you don't go into it thinking it's the same thing. You think of it as it being its own thing like some people don't like cold pizza and they're like why would you eat pizza like that no 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 no, no. you're thinking about it all wrong you're right it's you're not right. cold pizza it's cold pizza gotcha <laughs> you <laughs> gotcha. know what I mean? right 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 it's not cold hot pizza like right. it was yeah, it, thank exactly. you i yes. get it i get it okay yeah. fair enough <laughs> it's all about but when you say it the way you do yeah, like you're, like I grew up. My my mom's addicted to Diet Coke, right? And people are like, "Oh, how could you drink Diet Coke? It's terrible." I'm like, "Well, I don't drink Diet Coke thinking it tastes like Coke. I drink Diet Coke because it's Diet Coke. It's just that's what it, it is." Exactly, and that's that, and that's what you know it as, and that's what you yeah. know the flavor is going to be. You're not comparing. Yeah, the soda it is Diet Coke. It's not Diet Coca Cola. David, you're <laughs> blowing my mind because I think I compare so many things in life. Oh, you know, and I need to just see them as their own thing. It's like, why yeah. do I have to? Maybe it's in the same <laughs> in the same category. And you know what? But I was getting down problem. on myself because I was I was complaining. I feel like I've been in a big complaining mood for the last week. Probably it's uh-huh. like the hangover of being back from vacation and in not such a wanting beautiful to be a place. part of the real world. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I feel like you're so positive on the Discord, and I'm over here like essing on everything. <laughs> oh, and dude. here I am, here I am, showing you the flip of the coin. Why? Yeah. And and you know what? It's all about perspective, man. And now you've yeah. opened my eyes, and I'm never gonna see cold pizza i'm gonna see cold pizza right and <laughs> i'm gonna you. love it okay yeah this is awesome yeah <laughs> we should have a party where we have diet coke not diet coca-cola no but just diet coke diet coke <laughs> yeah a jack and diet is just jack and diet coke it's not, i'm not trying to oh, save man. on calories it's just a different taste man it's it is <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh so anyway yeah i i, got, I had to admit that this I, I have I think about ramen noodles and if I'm hungry, it's like you don't go shopping when you're hungry. This this song can make me hungry, which is odd. Oh, right? we have and we have like emergency ramen. I don't know. I would eat things that are decades old. I know that there's certain people that just have put limits on ex- expiration dates. But well, here to, I am drinking to, a week old beer. <laughs> uh, to me, ramen never expires. It's almost like uh, chickpeas. Oh yeah, it's like a know? cockroach or like. Uh... <laughs> Twinkies, yeah. Is that what you said, Twinkies? I thought you said chickpeas. Uh, chickpeas is what I said because I think isn't that? Oh, okay. Like the um, you know, when I was looking at stuff, I was going, yeah. I was, it, when's the end of the world? You know, I was doing that last year. Yeah. And I was looking at uh, looking on subreddits like um, uh, preparers and and stuff like that. But like chickpeas, having a big old bin of chickpeas because they're so dense and they can prep provide you um, with a lot of uh, sustenance. Honey doesn't go bad. Honey doesn't go bad. Just watch it though with chickpeas, man. They make you rip them, so you got to be very oh, careful yeah. with that stuff. <laughs> man, we got uh, a lot to talk about on this Patreon episode. Right. I don't want to take you on. I'm excited. It's a series that's going to take us through the end of the show. Oh, Let's I'm just, excited. Uh, we'll we'll uh, it, it will be a weekly series 
that we will be checking in on. This is the teaser for those not on Patreon. So here we go. In the middle of the episode, (laughs) the teaser is that it is a weekly check-in that will last us through the end of the show. I am excited. And there are, I'd say, so let's say we've got roughly, what would you say, 100 episodes to go? 80? Uh, They will probably release new music between now and us finishing, so I would say we're Uh, in the 100 episode. Agreed. Okay, okay. All right, so then that's going to be, that's exciting. Which is good news for at least me. (laughs) So... (laughs) Um, because that makes it a little easier. So anyway, that's a that's a that's a hint. And now I was like, how do I release? Because what we record tonight will just be a teaser, but it, now it'll just be the teaser for Patreon. Um, Ooh. And we'll record our first installment next week. Um, but uh, this is the teaser for everyone else. So there it is. Patreon.com slash Jimmy Epod to hear what this journey is that we will be going on. Uh, okay. So this is from... Yes, chickpeas make you rip them. Is that it? Was that was there any? That's, uh... That was the label that we're on here. No, I'm sorry. Actually, it's Big Wheel Recreation. <laughs> but I would be on a label that chickpeas make you rip them. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like something they'd be uh, on. Yes. Uh, so this is a uh, Big Wheel rep- Recreation, but also a Century Press. And the difference there is Libations Unlimited, Phoenix 97 to 99, was the original appearance of this track. It was track 6 of 14. It then went on to be on the singles record, uh, which uh, came uh, came out in August 8th of 2000, according to the (laughs) website in September of 2002. And one thing I don't know if I mentioned before, but going onto the website, they did not own or run jimmyeatworld.com until 2002. Whoa. Uh, so they were jimmyeatworld.net before right. that. Okay. And on the .net site, there was an interesting note about the uh singles release. And so Discogs has it listed as August 8th, which I think I to- talked about. I remember downloading No Effects's August 8th on LimeWire or whatever, you know, Kazaa or whatever I was using at the time, and waiting until August 8th to listen to that track. <laughs> and I'll bet you that was August 8th, 2000, that I waited to listen to uh, August 8th by No Effects for the first time. So, uh, but here's what it said on October 31st, 2000 on the .NET site. September 5th, 2000, or a date Somewhere in that vicinity, we released our singles compilation of B-sides, demos, and other rare or hard-to-find songs with the help of our good friends at Big Wheel Recreation. Distribution dates were a tad inconsistent throughout the country, but I know that you can find it at the direct link to our records on cdnow.com. So that's what it said, October 31st, 2000, on the .NET version of the website. Uh-huh. That September 5th was the quote-unquote release date, yet Discogs has it as August 8th, so somewhere mid-2000 that the singles record was released to then fund the completion of Bleed American, which just celebrated, <laughs> here's some housekeeping, just celebrated oh, yeah. 20 years, which we did not ramp up to or celebrate in any big way. Right. Uh, it, it's an interesting thing being a fan that's doing a podcast because the things that seem like a big deal to everyone else are so tertiary because you and I are doing 
instrumental and Ramana research. You know right. I mean? like, exactly. I, we're, we're just trying to get to 100, okay? Right. So, <laughs> uh, so then I go on vacation, and they do a 25-year and 20-year retrospective on Twitter of Static Prevails and Bleed American. And I'm sitting there on the Alki Beach in Washington looking over the water at Seattle trying to, uh, like – look at Twitter and refresh and catch up and, and plug the pod when and where I can. Right. Um, but really not really taking part in that discourse. Then the Lollapalooza thing gets live streamed on Hulu. And I'm like, I, I'm just too busy. Susie's in Palm Springs. I don't uh, know. You know, I'm dealing with the kids and doing all the laundry. I'm just not gonna, I don't have time to watch that. And then that night they did. Now if this were in LA, I would have, figured out like hey my parents you need to watch the kids i'm going to this bleed american show right but they played bleed american at their after show party at the metro which we've played in the past parking lot by blink 182 references yeah um because that's where alkaline trio came up playing so played all of bleed american in its entirety uh which imagine being at that show and i saw somebody on reddit was trying to ditch their tickets because they're like oh my flight and some family stuff i can't go and they only announced like hours before the show that they were playing bleed american in full so like Jeez. That, imagine like just selling those tickets at face value because you can't I know. make it <laughs> i know like imagine imagine what i mean and, and we were busy too like like imagine what you would have to be doing imagine you've got the oh, chicago yeah. metro show and you have to pass that up but you know what yeah, some people totally. just had to yeah. Uh, since we're doing housekeeping in the middle of the show, because why not? Uh, we're, we're back from vacation. Who, you know, we're, the, 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 the sticky wheel is getting the grease right now. <laughs> um, you had mentioned in the last episode that you uh, had some weird metadata in your last FM Scrobbles, and one of the tracks you mentioned before getting back to Jimmy World was Mamacita. You bet, Mamacita. And, and uh, Futures Past had pointed out on the Discord, you know, that might have been this early Jimmy World track I forget the name of. And sure enough, I look it up and I was like, yes, that is. And I was doing live research on the pod while you were saying that. So it just sort of like floated over my head. But the song Look At You has a refrain where Tom goes, no room for Mama Sita, no room for... And I would bet that you maybe had downloaded this off LimeWire and it was either mislabeled or had like track four and you just put whatever track name you thought best fit it, which I would have 100% named look at you, Mama Sita. So um, what did I write here? I said another. Very interesting. Same track. Okay. But, okay. Um, I mean, that doesn't explain the one that was called actually called dashboard confessional. That one might have been labeled incorrectly. But that's true. Unless there was a song by Jimmy Eat World that you said, <laughs> oh, that sounds like a dashboard song. Yeah. <laughs> it's the code name. This is the working title, Dashboard Confessional. Um, yeah. But OK, that's good to know this. So it wasn't necessarily mislabeled. It was just it no, was sent when out. We do the Look at You episode. We can re reference your last FM scrabbles. Yeah. Um, How many times are we going to pull the Paul Rudd line? Look at look at us. Look at, look at you. Look at us. Look, look at, at us. us. Look at you. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can't wait for the Look at You episode. Look at you. <laughs> and then, uh, shoot, what else? Uh, I think that covers everything that went there. Oh, um, instrumental, we had mentioned, sounded like Splash Turn Twist. Yes. And I had tweeted at Zach, and I had said that I'd gotten no activity from him, and that was true at the time. Since then, he liked that tweet 
so while Futures Past said, what did he say? Do you remember what he said uh, it sounded like? Um, he said, I always thought that instrumental became a Sunday, I think he said. Um, but after I sang Splash Turn Twist, even he couldn't deny that, oh, that, oh, yeah, that must have been it. Um, let me just look real quick. Right. Yeah. So he's Future's got past listening to the instrumental episode. Always thought it was a different approach to a Sunday, but Splash Turn Twist makes a lot of sense hearing it here. Um, and, uh, and so I did get a like from Zach. So I'm going to count that as canon. Okay. And it did become <laughs> <laughs> it did become uh, splash turn twist. So there it is. That's all the housekeeping I had here in the middle of our stats for Ramana. Well, we're keeping um, our, our listeners on their toes today. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn we're it. zigging when we should have zagged. Um, <laughs> Ramana is track 7 of 11 on the USA version of the singles album, 14 of 14 on Japan. UK and Ireland had it as 7 of 13, and it was 6 of 14 on the Libations Unlimited comp. Uh, As far as I could tell, this was completely recorded and produced by Jim. Um, And it was recorded at, all over the place, in Mesa, Tempe area, and mixed at home in Tempe. Um, believe it written by jimmy world artist is jimmy world no one sings this because instrumental song it's not featuring anybody that we know uh no notable high note or low note uh no demo that i know of uh and it was this is the information we have based off of setlist fm first played in concert and we have video of this that we'll play later 1997 at skeeter's world rink in wayne new jersey on december 5th 1997 and most recently played December 13th, 1997 at Hoosier Valley, Louisville, Kentucky, which I don't have video of, but the uh, the third performance of it we do have, which takes place between those two, tros- two shows. And then lastly, added to the stats, I am now looking at the Scrobbles and listeners information on Last FM, 8,625 listeners with 35,000 and uh, 35,000 or 35.3,000 scrobbles uh, from those 8,625 listeners, 10 of which, 11 of which were from me, and really only one was recently. Um, so I had 10 before July 20th, um, and my oldest scrobble was September 29th, 2006 at 5.07 p.m. Now, I've got some last FM data for you. And oh. I do. So Ramana has uh, 8,625 listeners with 35.3 thousand scrabbles. Um, and so let's look at my 10 scrabbles that I have. So none of this stuff is being tainted by uh, recent listens because I wasn't going through, I, I imagine, iTunes. And let's see. All, it's March 26th, March 30th, 2010, and then March again of the next year. I don't know what it was with March. Whoa. Uh, and that's when it starts saying the singles, the singles, and singles, and the singles. So, um, And then, yeah, into September 1st of 2011. So 10 times, all between t- 2010 and 2011. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, my most scrabbles were in 2010 with five. That was in March... June and September. 
Now, let's see. This one is. Do you want to give people uh, an opportunity to hear this thing? Because it's. Uh, yes. Let's. I don't know how accessible this is. I guess you can go on. It's on YouTube, right? It's not it's like. It's on YouTube, yeah. It's not like open bar reception where there's like this big old kibosh on, uh, on uh, you know, anytime it's uh, three seconds of it's uploaded. They're like, ah, 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 nope, can't do it. Yeah, totally. Okay, let's do this. We'll play this. And then I got a little bit of um, uh, like some of the structural integrity of the song to talk about after that. So here we go. This is uh, Ramana, track seven on singles. Dude, I'm only getting left channel. This is bizarre. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> I'm going to say this is Tom's guitar.
Now you can hear, you can hear the, the the intensity of this, right? It's it's very from the beginning with the with the drums and with the oh, electric yeah. guitar. But you really get the energy with those elect the uh, the the electric the uh, the live performances that we have recorded. You can see the band just unleashing with that. And it's like let's get this party oh, yeah. started, man. Yeah, it's uh, that that's where you can really see it. I mean, it sounds great on this recording, but. Just seeing the energy that they pull from the or that they create from that, uh, you know, how long was that thing? That was uh, four minutes. But the the live performances are worth it, especially the oh, yeah. the one at Absolutely. Skaters um, Skaters World. Yeah, very excited to play some of those. Yeah. Now, okay, I wanted to talk about this the the uh, structural integrity of this song, um, or it, actually, you know, the the time signature rather. It's a yes. three three four time, and yes. I I wanted to explore. Um, a little bit of what the difference is between three, four, and six, eight. Because if you're doing so, right, yeah, you're doing. I math. wanted to ask about six, eight because Drew Matthew had commented on. Uh, so Perry Stotts, who we've talked about in the past, February 7, twenty twenty, says I had a discussion on here a while back about how I'm almost. All of Jimmy Eat World songs are in 4-4 time, but they have a couple in 3-4. I can't remember who that conversation was with, but I just wanted to let you know that I'm listening to Integrity Blues right now and notice that the end is beautiful is in three, four edit six, eight. Ha <laughs> ha. And, uh, to further that drew Matthew says, hearing me for me, this is heaven, integrity, blues, Ramana, all in six, eight. Um, and Perry was not familiar with Ramana and drew schools him, uh, on it. Uh, let's know where it's from. So okay. tell me about the difference all between right. three, four and six, eight, because God is my rave DJ terrible. <laughs> well, I'm going to let this, the sound of this explain it to you. So um, let me see if I can do this. I didn't, I didn't keep my notes. I didn't paste them into this link that I have here. So um, this gentleman will explain. He'll just play three, four time at, at the beginning and then six, eight, six, eight time um, a, a few seconds after this. And you'll be able to hear the difference okay. clearly. Now, one of the comments below, they do make a good, uh, they make a good uh, verbal description of what it sounds like, and it, and it really amounts to three four sounds like four four with with one note taken off the end, where it almost sounds like you you can't really catch yourself. You could see someone doing a waltz to it. Six eight, however, doesn't have that. Even though it seems like, oh well, it's just maybe it's faster three four time. No, it's just the way that it's constructed. You'll hear the difference, and. Um, when I click the link, I'll be able to see what this this gentleman in the comment section said. But you can clearly hear the difference between three, four, and six, eight. So let's listen to this. And this is from. Let's see. We're gonna jump to thirty nine seconds in real quick. Let me pause real quick before we jump in here. This is from Acts of Creation. So this oh, is yeah. three, four, right? Definitely yeah, is more Ramana than the six eight. 
There's no Two, explanation, three, four, though. Oh, there what? it is. <laughs> what, are, you, are, you, are you ready? Like, here we, no here we go. There's no explanation, though. Here it comes. Yeah, okay, here we go. <laughs> so 3, 4, and 6, 8 can be a little confusing because it's they're both 6, 8 notes, right? They both span the same duration of time. But the main difference is how you accent them or how you play them, right? Which in turn is how you really feel them, okay? So as I mentioned, 3, 4, and 6, 8, 3, 4 is 3 quarter notes or 6, 8 notes and 6, 8 is 6, 8 notes. Again, they're the same thing, both 6, 8 notes. So, but the main difference lies is in how you play them and, and how you accent them. 3, 4 is gonna give you a very strong three pulse, right? A very strong one, two, three. One, two, three. One and two and three and one and two and three and one and two and three and. 6, 8 is gonna take that and you have two groups of three. So essentially you have two accents, right? And it's grouped one, two, three, four, five, six. It's almost like a triplet feel. And when you play it like that, it has almost a sway to it, right? Like a one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six. And one of the key- Does that make sense then, David? I think so. I have a question when we're done hearing his explanation, <laughs> but yeah. You wanna keep going with this? Please, yeah. Here we go. He sounds like he has more to say. He does. Keep these riffs as simple as possible so the riffs are not complicated, right? We're just playing simple power chords. So if you guys want to follow along with the tabs, down in the description below, you can find a link to a PDF and a Guitar Pro. So I'm on a seven string in standard tuning. It's tabbed out for a seven <laughs> string, the main riffs. But again, you don't necessarily have to be. You can just take these riffs and move them up a string or just play them on your low string if you're on a six string. Okay? The, the tuning string. doesn't really matter. The rhythm is the focus here. We're gonna start on five, big quarter note on five. Right? And it's five, oh, five, oh, three. And I would palm mute everything except that one, the downbeat of the one, right? So it's one, two, and three, and 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 one. So we're gonna do that three times, and then the fourth measure, we're gonna so we're gonna throw in a measure of six eight to kind of bring in that feel as we segue to riff B. And the first time around, it's eight to three, right? Eighth fret to third fret. There's our one, two, three, four, five, six, and then the, on the repeat, that measure now becomes six and three. Then the next riff, riff B, is going to be a straight so, six eight. Huh? Now here's my question. Yeah. Will you play? So on Blink 155, they had somebody on to explain this, and I think they determined that Blink 182 was wrong when they titled their song six eight because it's actually in three four time. Will you play a little bit of Blink 182's six eight and tell me what you think? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah. Let's see. So this is going to be how? How do you do? They have it, it listed it's six, literally, it's, six slash yeah, eight. Six slash eight. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, let's see. We've got this. Um, a Blink song. Here we go. I'll, I'll try and count it out. Okay, let me try and count this out here. One, two, three. 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 Did you ever think you'd live down the path? 
Maybe it's a matter of how they had it written out measure-wise. Because it sounds like right. this, the title of Acts of Creation's video is Can You Feel the Difference? And I think right. that's what the point he's trying to make is that where that accent comes in. And his is like, I, I was counting out one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. But it sounded faster, like a faster waltz. Like you couldn't really waltz to that. It sounded more like his 6-8 demonstration. But like he said, <laughs> right. it's the same It's the same song. It's just, or it's the, I'm sorry, it's the same time signature. It's just how fast you play it and where you accent it. So I don't know. Um, it says, uh, Matthew, <laughs> Matthew D comments on this, uh, this video. 6-8 has a two-pulse feel. 3-4 feels like... Four four with one beat cut off, so it's just like it's like you're just losing that beat every time, and you can't catch it. Um, oh, I see. Do, 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 one and two and three and one and two and three and one and two and three versus one two three one two three one. Right. I I would say it's six eight. I don't know. I mean, am I wrong? <laughs> it's is. Am I calling it um, cold pizza instead of cold pizza? I don't know, right. David. How am I looking? Who at knows? It? Who, who, who could tell? know? Who could know? So I don't know. Uh, like it or not, Acts of Creation, <laughs> the little demonstration there of what the difference in feel of 3-4 versus 6-8 is. But this one, I believe, and I looked at the the tab, too. So I looked at this. I, I love it when they have tabs for these uh, obscure um, totally these obscure songs. So you can go on to ultimateguitar.com and check out this. And it does say that here. Once this thing loads, I just got to give it a second here. Um, yeah, do they even mention it? No, I love how these things are, are listed because the, the couple of them that I have, it's like such young people that put these things together. Uh, rhythm guitar one, downstroke, and then after two iterations of this intro, another guitar comes in played with heavy distortion. Then the lead comes in. Combined down, combined down and upstrokes here. This song has some pretty awesome effects. Good luck reproducing them. It will make the song sound better, though. If you have any feedback, <laughs> contact me here at x46765 at usma.edu. It's always people that were in... I mean, I have my my uh, like a, like a spam email that I use for mine, but like it's mostly people that are in some kind of music school. At like uh, like this is one of the projects that like you need to tab out as as your part of your final project. You got to tab right. out a song and submit it and publish it on on one of them. You know, e e guitar tab or guitar e tab or ultimate guitar. And here we have it. You know, how many? This was yeah. from twenty. I guess this was from twenty fourteen. So it wasn't something like from two thousand and one. <laughs> Submitted by J D Sancho. 182 so maybe a blink fan there of course um what else did i have uh one question i wondered yeah and i think i'm more i'm more leaning toward your uh potential discovery but the person that helped with the layout of the singles album the layout of clarity he is now a successful marketer on his own is rama mayo now is rama short for Ramana, hmm. um, huh. I, I just, I don't know, nor would I ever know unless we got Rama Mayo to be on the pod. But here's what Rama Mayo says on his website when you click on the uh, the band's version of his brand's section of his website, ramamayo.com. So ramamayo.com, click on music. It says, everyone should join a band at least once in their life. I ended up booking punk 
shows, then eventually started a record label after failing at playing drums in a friend's band. After 15 years in the music industry, I had the honor of working some of the most talented musicians in the world, including Jimmy Eat World, The Hives, At The Drive-In, Braid, The Explosion, Jejun, The All-American Rejects, Piebald, The Bronx, Say Anything, and many more. And he worked with uh, Big Wheel Recreation from 94 to 2004, uh, he worked on Say Anything's Is a Real Boy record, which has the one Say Anything song I like on it. Uh-huh. Um, the Hives looks like their self-titled record. Um, and Jimmy World's Clarity is listed here, and it links directly to the Rolling Stone top 40 greatest emo albums of all time, um, which, of course, you would link to that. So um, uh I, I wondered if Rama Mayo had anything to do with the Ramana title, but I just don't know. But I couldn't go without mentioning Rama's name. Well, it's good. Uh, I mean, I did I did do a search for Ramana Mayo, Arizona, just to see if anything came up. And there, oh. there wasn't anything. Okay. Uh, because let's say their legal name, they'd have to have it listed somewhere. And it didn't, didn't really show up anywhere. So Good on you. You're a great yeah. creep. Thanks, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, here is what they had to say in the liner notes that we have scanned in at our website, jimmypod.com slash discography. Recorded and mixed by Jim Adkins, Century Press 02. The song was recorded all over the Mesa Tempe area and mixed at home in Tempe. It was released by Century Press on a compilation called Libations Unlimited Phoenix 9799. The compilation was a gathering of Arizona bands from all different styles of music, thanks to Chris McGrath, who let us borrow some of his ribbon microphones. So they used ribbon mics on this. Ribbon mic is what you feel uh, like... Uh, what was it? Uh, Zoot Suit Bands in the 90s w- yes. used. Frank Sinatra used a ribbon mic. Like, you know it when you see it. Uh, oh, yeah. Rockabilly bands use ribbon mics. Um, it looks like a, like a, like a small radiator. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a great way to describe it. it. It's very metallic, like something you'd see on the front of a Studebaker or something. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so they use some ribbon mics on this. It gives it that warm tone. Right, sure. right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but recorded and mixed by uh, uh, Jim Atkins. This has ASCAP info that I don't really care about. Um, this is still on their MySpace. Now, I don't think it plays, um, but if you go to Jimmy World's mind, MySpace page, Ramana is on there. The length, it does say, is zero. I'm going to hit play on it. Ah, interesting. I wonder if this is a new development. If I hit play on it, it brings up the live YouTube video. Oh, okay. So I wonder if YouTube is tying, or if MySpace is tying in the metadata. You know, search YouTube real quick for Jimmy or Ramana. You know, like I mean? but just like seven um, plays. Yeah, Chorus FM does. Exactly. Like yeah. Now this is interesting. Jimmy World albums singles. Um, this takes you. It says length zero genre emo label golf i don't know what that means i haven't seen golf as a label for the singles record um but released a august 8th 2000 so uh yeah i i thought it was interesting that it showed up on their myspace page right yeah of all, of all tracks um yeah right um uh so i thought that was neat and that's all i have for track notes what is what else did you find? okay let's see i've got um i came across a website scarufi.com did you come across what? this you don't say no ah, i didn't scarufi 
Scarufi. Uh, the, the full URL here is scarufi.com forward slash vol5, so volume 5, forward slash jimmyeat.html. Um, copyright 1999, Piero Scarufi. Um, the site looks like it was built in 1999 and hasn't changed. However, <laughs> this is a page devoted to Jimmy Eat World, um, and there, there's two... There's, there's two table cells at the top. The left side has um, what I imagine are, yeah, anchor links just I, down onto the page, further down the page with ratings for albums going starting from Static Prevails all the way down to Surviving 2019. So this site wow. has been updated. It's updated. Yeah. <laughs> the right side has links, uh, two of which are uh, two that say a history of rock music and links to other sites. So. And, and another interesting thing, there are now two columns. I mean, I, I can send you this so you can take a look for yourself while you're, um, while you're yeah, listening I to me know, job you, about you this. You said the first thing you said to me, I didn't understand. Uh, yeah, Scarufi? Uh, so no. The, <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned something about tables. The oh, yeah, I'm like, just yeah, saying like, there's, there's two columns. There's uh, two columns, and, the, and there's, I, I guess, two tables. The top one has links, and the bottom is just on the left half of the table is the same article, but in English, and on the right is a the same version, but just translated by Tradotto de Daniel Menegel. So it looks like it's in, I think it looks like Italian. Yeah, uh-huh. I would be Italian. So the left half, anyway, uh, it mentions very briefly each one of these albums, and then just kind of touches on one of the tracks that's in there. And so they mentioned down here, uh, the fourth one down, singles, Big Wheel Recreation 2000 actually compiles rare and compilation only tracks surprisingly it contains some of their best material anthemic rave ups like opener and the instrumental ramana nice interesting right and and just to, you know i'll probably go come back to this but just to give you an idea of what he says this person says for surviving surviving 2019 cannot compete with so much power pop of that era containing only the emo pop of criminal energy and comprised by, compromised by a feeble ballad like 555 whoa yeah so, um, yeah, and unfortunately, well, looks like after he got to Futures, Chase This Light, Invented Damage, Integrity Blues, and Surviving, maybe he cut ties with this uh, Tradotto de Daniel Meneghel because there are no further translations past singles. Um, yeah. Which is interesting. This, it looks very I just got dated. in trouble with Grace for tweeting out that photo. <laughs> which photo? <laughs> the photo of Ramana, Dr. Ramana. Oh. She said, what did you just tweet? <laughs> Dr. Ramana, baby. Yeah. Come on, Grace. Oh, man. Anyway, sorry. I was taking care of no that problem. while you were reading. But yes, yeah, no translations. But I do I do appreciate the uh, the updating of this. I, I'm surprised the updater still works because look at those. Look at those links at the bottom. Right. I know. Look at those bezels. Oh, dude, the bezels. They put like bezel, bezel at 10, 10 pixels. Oh, bezel me, baby. <laughs> Oh, talking webs. Oh, baby. Oh, it looks, yeah, that looks like some kind of um, marble. Marble background. It's got yeah. a, a single black pixel on the right. This is this is yeah. beauty. Now, do you think they made those in, like, Microsoft Paint with the word on it? Or do you think that word is over? Nah, dude, this is, uh, this is so old that there's no rollover effect. But if you right-click that, it opens up as an image. Oh, so he's open got image in a new home, tab, yeah. Home.gif, 100 a, by 20. Yeah. I'm gonna talk dirty to you, baby. Home.gif is the is the <laughs> file name. 100 by 24 pixels. This guy's got anti-aliasing off because you can see every nook and cranny of that home text. Woo! Okay. 
Oh, oh man, he made his own fucking elements. <laughs> yes, and he's not changing it. He's this is a this is <laughs> time hey, capsule. If it ain't broke, right? If it ain't don't fucking fix it. Broke. Now talking talking about broke. Um, we've brought this guy up before. I believe it was we were talk, commenting on on another singles track, and this is Jack the Idiot Dunce on Amazon.com. His review for this album. And I'll start off, I'll go to the Ramana mention down below, but I, I, wanna, I wanna start it off. He gave it three out of five stars, October 14th, 2003, and starts off his review with, ah, Jimmy Eat World's single collection album is good, but I was expecting more. I thought it'd be as good as their other albums. This isn't as good as Static Prevails, Clarity, or even Bleed America, remember that comment. It's just old stuff, out of print <laughs> singles and B-sides, and this is what he has to say. Um, Ramana is an instrumental that gets repetitive after two minutes, but it's good. I beg to differ. I saw that, yeah. Because you hear how, uh, let's say this is Jim, how he brings it down, takes down all the crunchiness, and then just plays the, uh, just that, the arpeggiated little, like, twinklies there without the distortion in there. And it breaks it up. It doesn't sound repetitive. Yeah. I, uh, I get it, is repetitive. It yeah. is, it's based on a riff, but yeah. the riff evolves. Right. And that's the art. Right. Well said. Well put. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> I also, because this was an instrumental, I'm always intrigued by bands that do instrumentals. And so I wanted to look. I found NME had a an article that they put together, which is Instruments Speak Louder Than Words, 30 Killer Instrumentals. And... I went and picked out a few. If you were to look at this article, you could go through, and some of these bands I don't know. I picked out five of them that we can listen to a little bit of them here uh, that I thought stood out to me, just because mainly because I knew who the bands were. Okay. And this first one is, uh, we'll listen to a little bit of each of these five here. This is Oasis Fucking in the Bushes. that Hammond B3 in there? Yeah, man, I dig it's, it. It sounds pretty rocking. It's it something sounds you like Oasis. It does, it, but it doesn't sound like, <laughs> like I, I'm thinking of like uh, um, Don't Go Away, you know, and just like that kind of, uh, that ballad, and uh, then you hear fucking in the bushes, and <laughs> it's something Right, it's more different. funky, but it's the chord changes that give away the Oasis. You're right. Yeah, very much. Um, also came another across another one I didn't know existed from the Pixies, right? So, Stop. You know, you hear that, and it's like everyone's like, yeah. And, <laughs> and you hear that for the Pixies. Cecilia Ann is the name of this track, and I saw that you gave me a, a lovely little watch together, so I'll put this in here. 
Sweet. Yes, and here we go. So I want to see these visuals. Yeah, here we go. This is Cecilia Ann. It gives you an opportunity to hear the band playing. Oh yeah, totally right. Listening to that, the prowess, their their abilities, and you know, like the Pixies. I think of the band with with their singer and in that as the Pixies. But hearing something like this, where it's just instrumental, is uh, it's a little bit of a treat. Yeah. Here, I got a couple uh, more. Oh yeah, yeah, I have one uh, for you that I wanted to see. I'm gonna post it without context to see if you know who it is. Okay, I'm not. Gonna, but you can't look at watch. I'm not gonna it. listen yeah. to it. All right. Here we go. You should listen to it, but not look at it. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you can. Oh, that sounds like Blink for sure. Oh, yeah. So this is an unfinished demo from Enema of the State. So this is an Enema demo that a lot of people think it turned into a track that ended up on uh, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, but not really. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of cool to hear Blink doing it. Yeah. funny somebody brought it up to mark on his discord and they were like oh why didn't you ever write lyrics and mark was like we wrote lyrics to it and he he says that he's gonna go find them but yeah there's a cool little bridge part i want to hear hold on real quick That is called Life's So Boring, or at least that's what the fans called it. I don't know who found that name or why it was ever called that, but that's right. they, from the Enema Demos. They have such a distinct sound. I mean, I caught it in, what, like a couple of oh, seconds, yeah. right? <laughs> I can name that band in two <laughs> notes. But there were there were a few points, and uh, they did it leading up to the bridge where I was expecting the guitar riff um, from Eminem's, right? So that... Oh, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. That whole thing going in there, just you know, and it's they do that. Any band does that. You can kind of hear the band, you know, starting a new song, but they've yeah. got elements of another song. That's just 
Hey, the band. I like this. Let's listen to more instrumental stuff. Yeah, yeah this is good. I like that. Okay. Um, yeah, I got three more for you. And we're getting further down the list. This is uh, one of my favorites. This was off of um, Ill Communication. That's it. Oh, snap. I got into this band from License to Ill. And this, this Ill Communication showed me that there was so much more to the Beastie Boys because there were some yeah, instrumentals Susie's on there. a way bigger Beastie Boys fan yeah. than me. And I just never, they were never really on my radar. And Intergalactic was so big. I I was just kind of like over it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I was tired of hearing Intergalactic and I had no context for them outside of that. Yeah, and um, I wasn't even big on that. Maybe Sabotage. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that was on Ill Communication. Paul's Boutique, uh, License to Ill, and... Ill Communication were my three favorite albums from them. And this is yeah. one of my favorite tracks off of Ill Communication. This is Sabrosa. though man <laughs> oh yeah super funky <laughs> yeah i'm sitting here just bobbing my head now this last one on their list of 30 this is enemies number two and number one i would argue that these are in reverse order um okay try not to look <laughs> you, oh, you, I won't you look. can yeah. look there's no music video for this but i, I want to see how fast you can rattle off the movie that this makes you think of here we go sandlot baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah Booker T and the MGs with Green Onions. Oh, yeah. They're rolling up Beep. on their bikes, man. Both teams, huh? Beep. Yeah. <laughs> 
Very, very distinct That's sound so there. Yeah. Good memories of summer and 4th of July, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's a 4th of July must right there. Yeah. Okay. Now, How many more you got? This last one, I, I disagree with. And I it's probably because I just don't get the... Okay. I love the, you don't be- get- I love the Beach Boys. I have their greatest hits, and there are certain songs that I love about them. Pet you Sounds, disagree that it's a great... Pet Sounds is supposed to be the... Was, I mean, it is this revolutionary oh. album, and I like some tracks on it. I just didn't get it the way that I think I should be getting it. Mm. And this is this is the the song um Pet Sounds. So this is a, the Beach yeah. Boys at number 1 here. Listening to it with headphones on, I get I get it more. There's a lot yeah. more sound in there I missed when I was just playing it through my my laptop speakers. Um, but I think in context with the whole album, maybe it would make more sense to me. But it just for for talking about like instrumentals that just are to me noteworthy, revolutionary, memorable. I think of Green Onions more than I do Pet Sounds. So I don't know. Sure. Hey, yeah, I don't know. That's that's I what I got. So those are the five that I picked out of the thirty. But it's an, it's a cool list if you want to look. They've got links to all the YouTube videos. So if you want to listen to them, you can. That's enemies thirty killer instrumentals. Yeah, that's tight. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm gonna throw in a runner up there. Okay. Let's see if you know who this is. All right. Okay. Huh. Hold on, Dave. I'm going to wait for the lyrics to come in. (laughs) (sighs) The glockenspiel is not a very common instrument. No, that's not a giveaway at all. This might be. Oh. This sounds so familiar. That is Tom DeLong and Travis Barker in Boxcar Ah, there Racer. you go. So I wasn't. <laughs> so I was gonna say Blink One Eighty Two, but look, I wasn't that far off. It was two thirds, yeah. yeah, right, or a four sixth of the band there. That's right. Hmm, interesting. Uh, and that's just because that's what I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, what I was gonna say is, yeah, I, I think Pet Sounds. So Pet Sounds was a huge, huge, huge influence on Blink One Eighty Two's Untitled Record from two thousand three. And that was them trying to make their pet sounds. Have you seen Love and Mercy starring John Cusack? I have not. He plays Brian Wilson during that era 
of the Beach Boys doing Pet Sounds. And it made me appreciate Pet Sounds a lot more. It's a very good movie that not a lot of people talk about. Uh, Paul Dano is in it. Elizabeth Banks is in it. Um, and uh, who am I thinking of? Paul Giamatti is in it. And uh, Brian Wilson had a hand in producing it. So, you know, it's it's got it, oh, okay. the touch. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's very good. I worked with Brian Wilson once, and that was a trip. I'm, I'm sure I've talked about it on the pod before. I filmed his daughter at the time was in fifth grade and was having whatever birthday you have in the fifth grade. <laughs> and they did it at Sunset Sound. And I literally lived a block away. And my friend Jen from high school her boyfriend at the time was the guy that managed all of the Beach Boys recordings. Oh, wow. So if you needed Beach Boys stuff, you called this guy. And he had everything. And he called me up and said, hey, can you film this thing? Because I was, you know, just out of film school. Or I, I might have, no, I was just out of film school and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, yeah, I'll go f- film this thing with Brian Wilson. I'm so, so excited. And they at the time had done like a weird amalgamation of uh of course i'm th- i'm thinking of the alternate lyrics they were using uh california girls and they had taken the intro from their live at the roxy session that they or you know live at the roxy show that they had recorded in their archive uh-huh. and they were like they, would t- they took the intro of that and the instrumental from the studio version and like all these different versions and blah 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 they were had the girls record uh uh or all the kids that had come to this birthday party record a uh, a version of california girls where they talked about being in fifth grade and the coolest part was during the cake or something like that it was me and Brian Wilson in the vocal booth and him laying down the vocals for harmonies. Whoa. <laughs> and he did everything in one take and nailed every part. And like this is flawless, at this point. Flawless harmony. At and... this point, this is probably 12 years ago now. Wow. Um, and just, you know, you see him and he's like a, 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 a an older dude. Like, and he's sort of out of it. And he's, you know, but seeing him in his element was absolutely incredible yeah that's something you would never um, forget i yeah. no way <laughs> will 100 percent never forget that so that was very cool um and yeah love the beach boys so anyway love and mercy can't recommend it enough if i don't have it on my plex i will add it and you should definitely get on that uh do you have anything else i have a couple fun videos that we can look at sweet i just have three things from the community so uh whenever you want to oh. get to those yeah uh, let's look at these couple things. Did you see Alex in Wonderland? No, I didn't. Okay, so let's look at this. I didn't watch the whole thing. And we don't have to watch the whole thing here. Um, but this is YouTube user Oliver, who made this video. Let me read the description while we listen to this knocking on the door. <laughs> Oliver says, this is a short movie I made for my digital media TAFE course. It was made using the program's Final Cut Pro, Flash, Adobe After Effects, and Cinema 4D. The song is Ramen Up by Jimmy Eat World. This was posted December 12, 2009. has 294 views. Alex in Wonderland. So he has fallen through the door. Yeah, it's kind of cool, though. Oh, I got a sweet Vulcan belt, dude. Oh my gosh, I had oh, one yeah. of those. 
so he's fell through the he door. He made the peephole be a thing. He made the door in the sky be a thing. Now the girl he's, walking away is a she's thing. She's the white rabbit. Yeah. yeah. Man, what's more 2007 than not wearing shoes? <laughs> oh, into the bathroom with no shoes? Oh, and no. she disappeared. Thanks. Oh. Oh, and he disappeared. Oh, yeah. He definitely ran in the bathroom shoeless, though. Oh, yeah. Thank goodness he turned inside out. Or <laughs> turned invisible. What was that? Oh, I assume that graphic was, like, made in Adobe Flash or something. Yeah. Okay. That door in the sky was probably After Effects. He did something with the peephole earlier. Now he's I think that was something. Was, yeah, Cinema 4D. Definitely with the 3D. Oh, the right. Door, Cinema yeah. 4D, for sure. Ah, the Hamburglar. Yeah. <laughs> This is very Panic of the Disco. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Which is also a Clockwork Orange, right? Oh, I suppose. Yeah, totally. Ah, so he's broken him. He's broken the man by fixing his mimic. Okay. Oh, wow. We've gone plaid. <laughs> <laughs> Always love a good Spaceballs reference. Yeah. I was listening to... Oh, there it is. That's Cinema 40 Oh, right dude, there. that looks like straight out of... What's that show with... Uh, Alex Mack? Yes, Alex, yeah. <laughs> I the nailed it. The world of Alex Mack. Well, it's that oh kind God. of that kind of crappy 3D, you know? Yeah. Does he meet her? Let's see. <gasps> ah, classic. Look the other yeah. way and she's gone. Will yeah. she be back? Cowboy switch. Oh yeah. <gasps> oh, Whoa, a baseball did it hit him? All used to the read Word Up magazine. Oh my gosh, it's just like Lost. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch it, but I get it. <laughs> you could tell that they used the cheap tripod we all had. <gasps> oh! No! She walked behind a tree. <laughs> she disappeared behind a tree. No, she didn't. Oh. This is good. This is good. I'm glad you found this, man. Yeah. Good job, Oliver slash Alex. Ah, look at that Oliver font. Oliver Watts. I know that font. That's called Hand of Sean. Very, very common. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Is, you said it's very common? I, it's, I would I would count this as like a script font that's not very common. Uh, Although, okay, it was the first one. This is fonts all over the this place. This is fonts yeah. all over the place. They have changed it. This is it. fonts akimbo. <laughs> the very first one, though, is definitely Hand of Sean. I like the thank you to all that helped font. That's my favorite. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't use it for titles um, yeah. in a piece, but like, I like it for print, for yeah. sure. Uh, that was, so that's that was Alex in Wonderland. Treat. I liked now, it. I, you weren't big in the BMX. Obviously, the only thing I watched uh, <laughs> at the <laughs> Olympics, for the most part. But this is insanely skate video slash BMX video. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and play you a little bit of the open of the SF BMX Vision video, which uses Ramana by Jimmy Eat World. Which also probably used a little bit of After Effects for this, <laughs> to create this intro. Ah, I'm excited. Here it comes, we put the VHS in, we hit play. Ah, okay. This is like the last time I was at your house and I made you watch a bunch You're, of rollerblading you videos. You didn't make me, I loved all that <laughs> stuff, man. <laughs> 
Look at that CRT. That's Philips Magnavox. Yeah, baby. It's just missing the, the VHS uh, piece in yeah. the bottom. You gotta have that built in. And then when the when the symbols kick in, then we get to the video footage. Yes. Manual. Looks like they're borrowing David's Fish Islands. Oh yeah. <laughs> Little X up. Tabletop. Wall ride. Wall ride. Yeah. Oh, a poofanoo. A tail whip. A wall ride. Wall ride. X up. Oh shit. A 720 manual. Oh, wall ride tabletop. A little drop in. Oh, a little turn down. A little 360 bar spin. Oh, nothing. 360 off the, off the little ledge. Oh, I love that. That's good. That's a 360 manual tail whip out into the little drop in. What's up? Oh, 180, that's hard to do. Oh, backpedal doesn't have the clutch. Oh, to another fakie. That's what's up. A little stoppy at the top of the ramp. A little 360 manual over the hip. Oh, manual around the curb there. This is good. I like this. Is my X Games commentating right here. Oh, 360 to manual to... Oh, 180 manual. Oh, my goodness. I'm not even naming the riders here. A little nose manual to a manual across into a 180 oh my goodness oh big tube right here he's not gonna oh, do dude. the loop though no way no not mike anderson no no okay a little fakie oh to oh my goodness technical getting technical <laughs> oh a little one-hander oh this looks like big bear right here oh poofanoo on the k-rail oh big turn down over the over the hip big no-hander Turn down. Tabletop. Turn down. Oh my god. Oh, oh, backflip in there. Oh, oh they're teasing us, baby. Oh, a little stoppy on the on the chain link fence right there. Anyway, okay. So um, I, obviously, I love that. Okay. I would have loved to have that BMX. Video. Th- this, I'm telling, I'm telling you, listeners, right now, this is going to be in the in the YouTube playlist. If you haven't gone to YouTube or looked at. Um, I'm sorry, looked at our show notes and clicked on the YouTube playlist. You have got to time this one up. Yeah, and this it, will probably be that. Maybe I'll make that one the uh, the the artwork for the show this dude, week. Yeah, it's good. We'll just yeah, have them mute it and then play it, you know, right when the the sound starts. And just watching, da- listening to David commentate. Oh, <laughs> when, I, I was I, I don't know what's more impressive, your, your commentary or the actual the bmx tricks in front of me man i was yeah. impressed i was better at doing that because those are older tricks than yeah. like i was at watching the x games and i'm like trying to do it while my dad's watching <laughs> like i'm like okay that guy just did like a, uh like a because they have like a crunch roll now which is a 360 front flip which is tough and that that was a new trick when i was watching consistently like i would watch do tour x games uh, any, like, I would watch it year-round. And this is when I had cable. So I, if I saw that BMX was on, I was on it. You know what I mean? And X Games was my Super Bowl. Like, Right. Oh, yeah. We would watch the X Games all morning and then go out and skate all night because we were so hyped on the X Games. So, anyway. That was easy for me because it was all old tricks. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that well. was very cool. And SFBMX, has, uh, the guy that ran it, 
um, found the website on an old hard drive and resurrected it. And it looks like it's old. Um, he created this new cool like uh, mo photo montage uh, at the header. And you can click in and zoom in and all the photos and all this stuff. And I guess he has a bunch of the videos content up. But that was very cool to find. Oh, yeah. Um, that reminded me of like sitting in our rooms like hey you want to come over and like we're just getting ready for the day uh and we'd watch that stuff before going out um all right community let's yeah. uh let's let's hit some community okay all right i've got uh, i've got three um we'll start with three years ago ramen alive in 1997 would love to see them play stuff like this oh, again live. thank you yeah mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so now which 97 do you have this one is not two of them. yeah this one is not uh, skaters, Skaters World, Wayne. Okay, Adrian. so this is twelve twelve. Yes, uh, and I didn't write down where it was, but yeah, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, Guru One. Oh, that's because Futures Past. Steve's Rare Music posted this. Yes, and uh, yeah, we just don't know where this was. Yes, at one of my favorite songs from Jew. I wish they played this nowadays. Thanks a lot for sharing this. Do you want me to play this in the um, watch together? Yeah, throw it and watch together. Okay, there we'll we watch go together, and then we'll watch together. It's not a clever name. That's like the most band practice riff I've ever heard. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep, play the full chord now. <laughs> oh, it sounds oh, so plain. The drums. I love that Rick is wearing a button up. <laughs> Oh, Rick's hair and Jim's shirt were the scene stealers at Lollapalooza, I feel like. Oh my god, look at the Mary Jane collar in the front row. I used to hate the burned-in date and time, but Dude, now I was I just gonna say the same thing. Yeah, man. Yeah, I was man. just gonna say, but how else would you would you go back to when was this? <laughs> yeah, no one actually wrote the shit on the tape. Yeah. Jim playing a Telecaster over there. All right, let's hear this little break here, man. Sounds so good. So good. 
Ah, so good. So good. <laughs> so there was that. Yeah. And I agree. Um, I'm glad that uh, Steve's Rare Music put that up there. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I would agree with the Terra MPIW that uh, I would love to see them play stuff like this again, especially with their new equipment and their new sound setup, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ah. Uh, next one. Although is... I wonder, like, because that sounded so good, yet also different from the recording, whereas now they would probably sound more like the recording because yeah. they have the Kempers and the. Exactly. Uh, what do they use? The They don't use Kemper. They use the other one. Um, but Axe Effects. Axe Effects. That's it. Um, yeah. Um, but they can dial in the exact tone they used on the record that day. And it sounds you know I mean? so like, clean. <laughs> so clean. There's no feedback. Like, how yeah. do you get feedback on a right. Kemper or Axe Effects? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I would still I would love to hear it. Maybe if they resurrect that. Maybe they do that. Yeah. Who knows? I dare you, Zach. I dare you. <laughs> uh next one was from a year ago, Ticket 240. Any love for singles? And one comment down toward the bottom from uh was this the same individual that commented? Oh, so yeah, three years ago, Guru One Okay, um, Guru One. A uh, consistently on Reddit was the person that was championing this song. Yeah. <laughs> So they say on here uh, a year ago. So two years later, still holding holding fast on their uh, position on this. Uh, come on, there's Ramana, and then there's Opener, seventy seven satellites, spangled digits. What would I say to you now? Uh, untitled. I spent so many hours on this album. Love it. So thanks, Guru One. I'm so glad. You, I was like G H U R O O. It's an art, David. You gotta. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's make the last ride of the night on Goliath, right? Yes. <laughs> you have the touch. Uh-huh. Now, okay, from two years ago, so we got three years ago, one year ago, and then two years ago. Very important. I'm glad I put this one last. This was Pebble Swift's Static Prevail Survivor 2018 round yes. seven. Welcome to the seventh round of the 2018 Static Prevail Survivor. Um, and in this thread, the instrumental Ramana in all caps and bold, is our B-Sides winner for Jimmy World's 2018 Static Prevail Survivor. Comment below what you think of this track. It won by one single vote. Whoa, I yeah. didn't even look at all that, but yeah, sick. Yeah, so not a lot of commentary in the bottom. Snake Oil 27 says, rip, episode four, gone too soon. And uh, Professor Baxter comments with, if Call It In The Air or Anderson Mesa wins, I'll be happy. But the B-Sides winner, Ramana. And that's what and I got. Did you see that? Uh, so he had also put Pebble Swift, put a few, uh, a few of his thoughts, one of which was about Ramana. I was totally surprised when Ramana won the B side Survivor. Untitled hadn't been voted against until that final round. I also find it awesome that y'all love an instrumental so much, says Pebble Swift. Mm, right. Well, an instrumental like this. Yeah. It's a winner. Oh, it's such a banger, dude. Yeah. And uh, were you familiar with it when we. Yeah, I, I remember when I heard it, I knew that it was one of those tracks that I probably went back a couple. I mean, if I looked at it again, um, look at my stats. Yeah. So like on this on the same day, two two days in a row, I listened to it like one after another. So it's like one of those where I went back and manually clicked. Let's listen to this again. So, yeah, I was familiar with it. OK, cool. Yeah, I didn't know it by name, but when I hit play on it. Right. A couple weeks ago, I was like, oh, oh, yes. yeah, yes. <laughs> well, and that, I think I noticed halfway through the, uh, the when I was doing research for the instrumental track, this one had come up, 
and i was like oh we have to do this next yeah. week so back to back instrumental tracks um uh so yeah i was very excited so best of the best 2019 because this was best of the best in 2018 for b-sides it was out in round one though <laughs> um <laughs> uh with uh 33.3 uh, percent of the vote um and uh there was a static prevails 2017 where it was 19th place which was like out Jeez. in the third round or something like that uh so i got 50 percent of the vote out um i did notice uh, uh i did set aside song meanings i didn't save any one comment but x pink frist who we've talked about in the past uh says i know this is an instrumental but i wanted to add it so x pink frist added it to song meanings so i could say how great i think it is it's like a shorter version of goodbye sky harbor but just as good which i thought was interesting i don't know that i would have ever compared this to goodbye sky harbor but i dig it yeah um uh uh meso shell loves it uh skeptic sight i enjoy the song to the fullest it rocks coca-cola good tune good tune nobody's <laughs> fool 16 i love the song instead of having to listen to other people's lyrics you can kind of think about your own in your mind instead uh course we deliver the riff sounds completely different than goodbye sky harbor dot 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 <laughs> they say on april 29 2003 which was how long after the uh, a year after the original comment um i love this i do it's bloody brilliant says mixie blob uh twice uh the song is so great i can listen to it for hours at full blast on my headphones even though there's no words you can tell what the song is saying if you want to hear another priceless song by jimmy world says watch the fireworks in 2004 i love the song to sit and listen about whatever's on my mind jimmy world does it again another perfect song says cut up angels january 24th 2006 then on genius there's not much but i did like what i saw which is ramana has no lyrics it's instrumental winky face <laughs> um and i had to say see who put that I, I this is the first i've seen this person in the community pressburg um uh was the scholar that uh put added this to genius so i appreciate it pressburg um amazon reviews so I went to the Amazon page for the uh, singles album, and uh, I wanted to talk about the few people that uh, talked about this. Come on. Was this where you, Did you read this already? No. This is where I saw it. Wait. What is it? Get this, dude. So this is user Jack the Idiot Dunce. Ramana is an instrumental that gets repetitive after two minutes, but it's good. And I couldn't remember where I saw that when you read it. And where are you reading this now? This is in the comments of the singles album on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I read earlier. That is where you got it from. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. I, I didn't put it together when you had said it, but when you had said the comment, I was like, oh, I totally read that one. Um, and uh, did you read Tyler Barless's as well? I did not read Tyler Barless's. Okay, because I didn't have those open when you read it, so I didn't put together that I had the same information. But here's Tyler Bar. Uh, Barless is. He reviews every song, says, Ramana is as cool as a rock instrumental song will get. And, uh, I mean, that's a, a pretty throwaway comment, but if you think about it, to its core, yeah, it kind of is. Um, Minty901, oh, who we yeah. know from Reddit, yeah. was on Chorus and had listed this. Uh, the, the, August 23rd, 2016, Minty says, Oh, man, I made an imaginary tra track list for a different version of Static Prevails that is all gym songs and has all their best 90s emo style songs in one package. Puts the band 
more in the vein of mineral. I even added fades and stuff between the songs to make it like a proper album. And I prefer to listen to it than Static Prevails itself. I call it seasonal. Here's the track list. H model, call it in the air. Claire, seasonal, untitled from singles. Digits from singles. What I would say to you now, speed read in the same room. World of static thinking, that's all. Ramana, your on and off digits outro. Now, I don't know what that is. And I don't think that's on our list. What is that? Your on and off digits outro. We need to listen to the digits outro. When we do the digits episode, we'll yeah. listen to the outro. Uh, Anderson Mesa rounding it out. It makes for an awesome album. It's what I wish Static Prevails was, says Minty901 way back in 2016, which is crazy to think that that is five years ago. I know. Five. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Jake T. O'Donnell has this. He does? Top 100. It's in his top 50 tracks. Oh, dang. Yeah. Toward the top of that list, toward the bottom of that list, where do you think it would be? Um, Toward the bottom, I would say 45. 48. Ramana, Libations Unlimited, Phoenix, 97.99, Ramana first appeared on a local Phoenix compilation record in 1999 and subsequently reached a greater audience on singles. It's the only instrumental to appear on this list, and I believe the only instrumental they've ever released except for the instrumental song we did last week. Uh, It's an excellent encapsulation of where they were as a band musically during the incredibly fertile 98 to 2002 stretch where they did almost nothing wrong. Hint, hint. Uh, The hard-changing power chords intertwined with their signature melodic touches, perfectly honed bass notes, Zach bashing away at the drums, weird alien-like feedback noises. Late in the proceedings, this is a band refusing to punt musicianship in the face of mounting pressure to be commercial, and it shows here. Jimmy Eat World didn't need to do instrumentals, since Jim is such a great singer and lyricist, but Ramana is an interesting window into what the band may have been if Jim never turned into, well, Jim. (laughs) Says Jake T. O'Donnell. What a good one. I'm glad it's on there. I'm glad it's on his list. Yeah, man. Uh, And a couple... uh, I got two more community things. Ben Foote's favorite non-Jim song. <laughs> so Michael Crisp says, favorite song that Jim doesn't sing. I am in a hashtag team episode four all the way. Blister can take a seat. Uh, the back one, in my opinion, what do you guys think? And Ben Foote says, probably Ramana. Uh, and I, I mean, I, I like it as an answer because it's silly. Right. Um, Cause yes, Jim does not sing that song. Um, I think that Blister should. It, I, Blister's probably better than Ramana, but Ramana fucking rocks. Oh hell yeah! Um, uh, and uh, so anyway, but I like I like that he put that in there. Uh, Renee Chikoya. Oh, that's interesting. That's not at all what it should have been. So, uh, somebody had asked, uh, what are some baby names based on Jimmy Eat World songs? And Renee Chikoya on the Facebook group says, Ramana. Oh. And there's only been 61 in the past 130-something years, so... That's one of them. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah. Uh, I have, before we get into a couple final things, uh, I have two Ramana videos that have nothing to do with the song from YouTube. One is the top video that came up in Relevancy when uh, I typed in the name in YouTube, and it's just called Ramana 01 
I don't know what it is. I think it's somebody named Ramana's talk show that she put <laughs> onto YouTube. Eden Network is the YouTube uh, user. This is a woman in maybe a wig, and it says Assyrian talk show. She's taking a selfie with, like, a, a scarf over her head and these weird, like, dad glasses. It's just, this video is just called Ramana 01. It, like, to me, this looks like a woman our age maybe making fun of her grandma or mother uh, taking selfies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what it looks like to me. This is only left channel, right? Am I crazy? Oh, I hear it. I don't know. It. I. I only get the left channel from you, so I think maybe. Oh, well, you're getting it all, David. <laughs> I'm missing no bits. Anyway, uh, I hope this is somebody's first Jimmy Epod episode. <laughs> yeah. So beautiful, so beautiful. What is she saying? I heard some English words in there. Yeah, so beautiful, so beautiful. And now she's singing a song. This is a popular Kazakhstani song. Come on. Got it. These are actually the lyrics to Ramana. <laughs> she found them on a, on a napkin, huh? Oh, God damn it. Justin, now I have an idea. Okay. <laughs> how could how could I play this and you play this Christy Brewer video that I have? <laughs> because oh, Christy it's easy. Brewer yeah. posted the lyrics to YouTube. Okay, well, you, I, that's easy. So, so you just need me to send me the link, you. Yep, yes. and then I will crank this up so she's a little bit louder. I didn't know what we would play over this Christy Brewer video. Now we know. So I'm gonna, And now I know. Okay. All right, I'm going to click it, and then I'm going to let you drive with... Well, I, I, I backed up a little bit. Let me hit play and see where I am. Let's see if... Oh, oh boy. boy. Let's turn this down. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, let's see where she is. This is kind of deep. Yeah, I dig it, man. I think we did it. Yeah. So that's the that's the version of Ramana with lyrics. So, that's like straight yeah. out of something like you don't get that anywhere but here on Jimmy e. Pod. Yeah, that's that sounds like one of those instrumentals for like one of the new rock bands, and it's just in between songs before they they go back into. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so that is the most relevant video when I search Ramana. Okay. Here is the most views. I, I, I don't know how to describe it. 
other than me reading the thing. It says, Mashup, Melik featuring Ramana, Clip, 2019, Azeri, Turkish, Russian, English, International, Mashup, Melik Music. And let me read a little bit more about this. Insanely widescreen. Oh, yeah, dude. Is this 16 I mean, there's a post-producer. There's an operator. There's a mix master. There's somebody that did the titles. This has 7.25 million views. I mean, really? Yeah, 7.3 million views since posted in June of 2019. Easy, easy. 1,800 comments. I dig the, that there's a guy there. He's, he's like a hype guy, man. He has no vocals. Yeah. I mean, he's the video ho. I, I respect the hell out of this. Featuring Snoop Dogg? Oh my god. Wait, what? Oh yeah. my god. Oh my god. I wanna hear this. Where is he? Oh my god. Oh wait. Oh my god. Oh, are they just doing like it's, this is the mashup part of it, so they're just covering these, I see. I see. I get Are they, like, yeah. Covering? No, yeah, song? yeah. This is a mashup that they're covering. No panic. I see. Yeah. No panic. No panic. No panic. Yeah. I could be the hype guy. Put my, put my hands every now and then. Oh, dude. I do all those movements. These are my go-to movements. Yeah, at right. Party. Yeah, at, or at, at a club, right? Oh, yeah. Only with one hand, because the other one has a drink in it. Oh, that, that dude is me at a party. Yes. For sure. Yep. <laughs> Especially in Vegas, when, like, your wife wants to go to the club, and you're like, okay, I guess we'll go. <laughs> This looks like it would be produced by Lonely Island, right? <laughs> wow. Kind of liked it. Yeah, man. Great I dug performance. It. it was inoffensive and, and totally happened. Okay, so those are the, the two things you had almost done. There's one thing that I'm, I'm waiting on that you had sort of <laughs> oh, teased me with yes, earlier. Yes, Are we yes. gonna, is that what uh, we're going to listen to next? Well, there was the Skaters World. Did we want to listen to Skaters World at all? Live oh, at Skaters yeah, okay. World, which was only a few days before the last video we saw. This is uh, literally a week before the, the previous video we saw. Most notably, I loved that somebody had sort of... So the Skaters World concert got posted to Brooklyn Vegan when the pandemic hit. 
And here's what Brooklyn Beacon had to say. Back before Jimmy Eat World were the polished professionals they are today, they were a hungry, modest underground emo band. And this 1997 video captures the charm of that era perfectly. The Get Up Kids played this show too. Jim Adkins and Tom Linton were splitting vocals back then, and Jim even screams. And though Clarity wouldn't be out for over a year, they played a few songs from that album, and it's a treat to hear these super early renditions of these now very familiar songs. Jimmy Eat World are still a great band today, but this era is long gone, and there's always something about special about revisiting it, says Andrew Soccer uh, for Brooklyn Vegan, and somebody went through and listed all the notable things that happened in this video. Uh, I think it was Mark Rowden says, this is a great set. Ramana blister with its original lyrics, which I still can't make out, even though Tom's pretty voice is pretty clear. Few switch ups and believe in what you want too. heckler reason 346. Jim Rick doesn't know that song, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> also, Tom looks unrecognizable once the beanies off, uh, which is funny. So uh, if you start this video at, we got to start this at seven minutes yeah i just closed something i don't know what i closed but uh. 423 seconds in yeah all that shameless self-promotion of the show tonight works hey thanks a lot for coming uh, this is instrumental so interesting he said this is instrumental literally the only time we could have maybe heard them say the word ramana out loud right and he chooses to say this is instrumental this is instrumental so. Rick and Jim making eyes at each other right now. <laughs> I love this one because you can see Zach so clearly yes. rocking the hell out. Like the other one gave us a really good view of Rick's neck on his guitar. Right, right. On his face. In the back, no less, right? Yeah. I love watching, like, you just, I can't take my eyes off that. But Rick over here doing finger style. This is a band, Jellin' Man. Oh yeah, man, they're jamming. that room at that moment, man. Yeah. Gosh, oh, look at that go. <laughs> I'm sorry, but no one is having as much fun as Zach right now. <laughs> Zach was like, we're putting this in the fucking cell. Look at all the the Tom play he's doing, man. Yeah, man. Mouth open, dipping his head in every hit. It's interesting because the way he's moving his head, you can tell he counts it a certain way, which is cool. 
I'm so glad that these two performances were caught, captured. Yeah. I tried to reach out to Mike Dubin again, too, but he didn't get back to me on this. Who is Mike Dubin? He's the one that he told me he, he got back to us the first time we reached out about one of the earlier tracks because this sounded so good. It was his equipment, but his friend was on the camera. He was taking photos oh. of them playing. But still, I just I was I was so impressed with the sound quality of this in this being one of those uh, handheld camcorders, like a VHS style. Nice. So all right. Well, we 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 already tackled Christy Brewer, so here goes. <laughs> uh, did you make a Reeve DJ? I, no, I didn't want to I didn't want to touch it. Oh man. <laughs> Not so, for Ramana. I was like, all right, the song is in six eight. I'll put it with Blink 182 six eight. It's gonna work perfectly. <laughs> It's a mess. A mess. Well, let's see if I'll... You know what? I'm going to try and keep a straight face. See if I can do it. All right. What's this one called? 68X? Is that what it is? I didn't Jimmy even look Eat at the name. Jimmy Eat Wallard, W-O-L-R-D, Ramana. So 68X, Jimmy Eat Wallard, Ramana. Here we go. Sunk up on the hand. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Oh man. Talk about shoehorns. <laughs> it's like almost a solid wall of snare. Yeah. <laughs> Every beat is a snare. All six beats are a snare. Come on, go back to Jimmy. Come on, let's walk <laughs> this one back in. Woo! I don't think so. I'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> that put the I didn't nail even make in the it coffin. This far on my own. <laughs> <laughs> well, you tried. <laughs> that does not pass the smell test. No. Uh, proof positive that three, four, and six, eight don't necessarily mix. <laughs> no, man. Oh man. Oh boy. Woo. So. Justin, what are your final thoughts on Ramana by Jimmy E. World? The instrumental. <laughs> uh, Ramana, Ramina, however you want to, you know, potato, potato it. Um, this is a banger, hands down. Uh, this would get the party started. And uh, I love that Jimmy E. World put this song together. And because watching that Skaters World 
in New Jersey video, you can see how well they gel together as music as musicians, um, as rockers, and and just people who can create a song that uh, that leaves a lasting imprint. Man, this is a this is a, a big track for me. So, what do you think of this? Uh, I agree. This is a song I, I I don't think I ever knew the name of because I usually just put the singles album on as a whole. Um, but I always loved when the song would come on, and yeah. I I don't even think I ever put together that it was instrumental. Like it's just so cohesive and and rocking and i don't know like i do think it's silly it is silly but it's that i felt like that comment on song meanings was good like without the lyrics at all you still kind of kind of get what the song is saying without right. words yeah uh i don't know man i i love it i absolutely love it i love that it's on jake t o'donnell's list right there in the middle yeah i'm gonna say it's probably it's probably in my top 100 jimmy world songs for sure yeah um and uh man ah oh, gosh could you imagine if they came back from a, a like into an encore starting with this that'd be so so sick oh yeah um they busted out claire i think at the uh Either Lollapalooza or the after show. The uh, no, um, it was in. Let me look at this. So this was the the set list for the Chicago Metro show. Had, um, yeah, encore. The first track coming back was Claire. Did, did have we done Claire? Claire, no. What is Claire? Which Claire? one is that? Play a little bit of it. All right, all right. Let's see. Here we go. Here we go. This is Claire. Claire, Claire and sometimes Claire refer. <laughs> here we go. Claire for that's cool that they busted this out yeah very twinkly um and if you go on the Facebook group I can't remember who had recorded it off the top of my head but there's a couple of recordings that he has uh, put on the Facebook group that uh, this one in, in Specifically, Claire, that if you wanted to listen to it, you yeah. can. It's much different. I mean, it's nice. it's different. It's it's a live version from of this. Static, yeah. Yeah. Um, sick, man. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's cool that they played that. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, maybe they'll maybe they'll bust out a little. Like, what if they did in the upcoming shows that they have, like a track from Static at every show during yeah. the encore or something? Yeah. You know, uh, eventually played the whole album, but not all in one sitting, which I think is a good smart move. <laughs> I think that is something that had come up. I think, well, it's weird that I didn't put it in my show notes, but Jim had mentioned why they put the singles album together. And it was to sort of appease the old fans to make it easier to find, harder to find tracks. And they were about to come out with their biggest record. Now, they didn't know it was going to be their biggest record. But right. you know what I mean? Their most pop record, right? Right. And to make sure that they weren't forgetting their fans, right? And so they put together the singles album to make sure they didn't forget the fans. And I think they always make these super logical decisions to not upset anyone. You know what I mean? Like, so there are fans that yeah. don't consider their new stuff great, but they still go to shows. And they still like the band. You know what I mean? Like, right. it, yeah. This is a band that doesn't misstep in, in any of the choices that they make. Um, and in that, I think playing one song from Static at a bunch of shows will appease the entire fan base because they know that people are going to record it and that people will see it eventually and we'll talk about it on the pod. But they don't need to sit there and play an entire show of Static Prevails 
in which, you know, are you going to get an entire, are you going to fill a venue with people that want to see Static Prevails? Where do you do that? Maybe in Phoenix, you know? Right. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Hometown. But yeah, yeah that's, so, it's, a, it's a clever way to, to play all those tracks out. Yeah. So I felt like you were going to maybe say something before I sort of went on that rant. No, 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 no. I don't, if I, if I did, I don't remember it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm finishing a quarter beer. Um, and, uh, and I'm having a blast, man. Yeah. Um, and I, I love stepping back in the saddle with you and here we are now we're going to, we're back in the swing of things, man. Yeah, man. It feels so, good. Yeah, it does. So without, uh, any further ado, let's continue on this ride as I finish my quarter beer to be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes! <laughs> <laughs> 